0: super talk mississippi media production
1: hello ladies and gentlemen this is jamie Creel with shelter insurance come see how we have built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our switch and save located in ridgeland and florida mississippi give us a call 601-992-6000 i'm
2: steve azar and i'm on the other side of the microphone In a Mississippi minute. That's right. I was recently in Biloxi with my wife and friends from Ingalls. They had taken us to eat at an amazing restaurant called the White Pillars. Everything we ate was like, whoa. So at the end of our meal, my wife Gwen asked to meet the chef, and I said, come on, leave him alone. She said, no, we have to thank him. He comes out, big smile, so graceful and kind. Hit it off immediately, and next thing you know, he's on my show today, and that's how it happens. Please welcome founder and chef of the White Pillars, Austin Sumral. What's up, Austin?
1: How are you? Thank you for having me on.
2: It's how? good. What's going on today? I know that you've got uh, besides your uh, your affair with your great restaurant that uh, you've revived. Uh, from a past, you've also spent a little time uh, doing catering. So uh, wh- how's your day been so far as a chef? For
1: sure. What we, I got a call yesterday afternoon uh, to do, do a, uh, a little uh, lunch, a little business lunch for somebody in in their place of business. And uh, so, you know, we, uh, we try to – do as much. Uh, we try to say yes as much as possible. So, um, <laughs> and cater to if you can excuse my pun, um, anybody uh, that's you know looking for something for some good food.
2: All right. So, so just as your day goes and you got things planned, and all of a sudden a curveball comes, which is a good curveball, right? One, you, right. one you can right head always. out of the park. I mean, like, how do you deal with time? You know.
1: Well, I uh, I always laugh. You know, I'm. I'm I'm a, I'm a busy person, but the uh, you know the opposite of being busy would be not being busy. So I don't <laughs> want that either. Um, so you know, uh, if we're if I'm busy, then we're uh, you know we're moving in the right direction. So um, that's kind of that's kind of how I approach it. And uh, you know, I I try to prioritize and, uh, and all that kind of good stuff. I've got a good team around me. That's very helpful. Uh, to keep me from uh, pulling my hair out
2: yeah that's all right okay that's why right. you got a full head of hair it looks like so you're okay so far <laughs> good jeans, good jeans. uh so austin take me back um when you first discovered your passion for food and and has it been unwavered i mean have you had challenges along the way that made you go i, I know or have you been all in
1: well I'm, i i'd like to think that i've been always been all in but i mean there's all there's definitely challenges too um it was pretty early on that uh you know, that I kinda had a, a love affair with uh with food and, and hospitality in general. Um, I, I was kinda always at one of the uh the parties at his house and uh and that kind of stuff and you know, I always enjoyed hosting, you know, and even even more so when I, when I was in college and then after when I had my own place and everything. Um, but uh in my family my uh, my mom's side of my family's from uh Louisiana. Right outside of New Orleans in Laplace. Okay, wait one second. second.
2: Hey Austin, wait one second. I want you to tell me that. But uh, but you're gurgling a little bit, and I want to make sure it's so clear. Um, okay, <clears throat> that's better right there. So wherever you're doing there, if you can kind of keep that up, that'll be good.
1: All right. Um, so yeah, I uh, my uh, my mom's side of my family is all from uh, right outside of New Orleans in Laplace, Louisiana, and uh, my dad's side from Jackson, Mississippi. Um, both of which kind of put a you know a pretty strong emphasis on food. Um, you know, when I was growing up, uh, it was, we were sitting at the lunch table talking about what we were doing for dinner. We were sitting at the dinner table talking about what we were going to have for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of all all of our events centered around the meal. And, uh, you know, it was more than just sustenance. It was a gathering place, you know, for uh, to be with people that you love. So, you know, that that's, I think, where it took a special place. Uh, in my life, um, originally, I think it was just being around, being around it like that, and having having the emphasis and the uh, and the importance put on it um, from from an early age. Um, but I went to I went to college and I uh, I majored in mechanical engineering. Um, wow! So uh, yeah, kind of a. Far, far from the food industry a little bit. Um, but, but always in the back of my mind, I thought that, you know, I'll do this for a little while and then I'm, I'm probably going to open a restaurant. And, uh, you know, I got to talking with people and, and looking into the realities of that and realizing that's just that's not a very good idea. You can't go in with no experience um, and, just, and expect to be successful. So um, I called my parents. I told them, hey, look, I want to switch from mechanical engineering to hospitality management or hotel and restaurant management. And uh, so that that was an interesting call. Now, they were very supportive, uh, but you know, three years into a mechanical engineering degree. And uh, and that my dad, who was great advice uh, at the time, told me, okay, we'll get a job in a restaurant. Right. I said, okay. So I did. Um, I got a full-time job working in the kitchen um, for John Curran, who, uh, who's a uh, James Beard award-winning chef. I mean, I, I didn't really know the importance of that at the time. I kind of just lucked into it. But, I mean, he's an extremely influential chef in Mississippi um, and, uh, and a big deal, for lack of a better way to put it. Um,
2: Where was and, that uh, restaurant? So, I'm sorry, uh, so Austin?
1: Was, uh, I, I worked at Bure uh, in, in Oxford, Mississippi.
2: Okay, okay. So you um, were going to Ole Miss?
1: I was going to Ole Miss, okay. exactly. And uh, so I did I did that, Took that full-time job, and then uh, I switched my major, and my, my parents told me I didn't get any extra time to graduate. So I was taking a ton of hours working a full-time restaurant job, and then in my spare time, I was still, like, cooking and entertaining at my house. And that was when I kind of clicked for me, like, okay, well, this is probably what I need to do with my life if I literally can't get enough of it. Uh, wow. So and it, it's still that way. I mean, I still cook at home. I work here six days a week and the one day off, I'm probably cooking at my house. Uh, so you, you know, don't ever get
2: yeah. tired. You don't you don't ever find yourself uh, getting burned.
1: Well, uh, burned I mean, out? there There's always the times where it's nice when somebody else cooks for you. For sure. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean I, it's uh, it's one of those things where I uh, you know I kind of just. I, I really enjoy it. it, it it's, it's cathartic for me. So, I mean, if I'm having a bad day, I go cook something that makes me feel better, not worse. So, I mean, no, not really.
2: <laughs> you know what's funny about that? That to compare. And this is about you, not me, but I, I love I love the analogy you just made because as a songwriter and when you're struggling to, to have a hit or, or have another hit or whatever it is, you know, make another record, it's the one thing that you keep doing. You go back to the songs, writing songs, when it's the pain, you know, it's, it's what causes the pain and the agony and the hurt, but you go right back to the one thing that does. It's like the cure for polio is polio, right? Uh, right, right. It's amazing. Exactly. When you're passionate like that, you go back to the – the one thing that's driving you nuts and it and it fixes everything uh, Im- immediately when you yep. can make a great meal i imagine uh, or g- write a great song for me or something that just fixes the problem it just it's amazing that the problem fixes the problem all right so tell me this it so you, when you told your dad and you told your mom what did your dad what what did your dad do
1: well, I mean, they, they really were supportive. I mean, they they were realistic, and uh, like I said, that hey, you know, you need a good job in this field. See, it's really for you. Um, but at the same time, they were, uh, you know, they wanted me to follow my dream, um, which was awesome. I definitely couldn't have done any of this without them. So I uh, I immediately switched switched my major over, got got the job in the restaurant industry, and uh, and I started uh, I started looking at culinary schools all um, right because some, sometimes
2: after, after some, I, graduated. I got you sometimes i'm not so clear because it's my mind <laughs> i never finished I, I guess what i mean is what did your dad do for a living
1: i oh, did he do for a living uh, uh, he was mature uh we uh so he uh that when i when i was younger that's what he worked in the uh, engineering field and okay and uh when i was about uh, probably ten or so, maybe a little bit earlier than that. They bought a farm in uh, South Mississippi. Wow! And then uh, he he has raised uh, beef cows and quarter horses and pine trees um, ever since then.
2: So he's raised beef cows and and we say quarter horses.
1: Quarter horses. Yep. Wow! I grew up riding horses and uh, being a cowboy and growing up on a farm and all that kind of stuff too, which you know which ties into the food too because we, we try to do as much farm to table uh, cuisine as possible and and you know it it's the respect that I have for the farmers that drive that. I mean, I know all of these, all these guys in Mississippi and these smaller farm farms that are doing the really cool stuff. I know how hard they're working because I used to do that for my summer job. Right. And, uh, and you know, getting up at the crack of dawn and, you know, working till your hands bleed, you know, and it, it's, uh, it, it drives kind of my, uh, my passion for staying true to that because I know how hard those people work. And, and then it also, you know, it builds off of that. And it it uh, you know makes the food better. The food tastes better because the uh, ingredients that are going into it are better to begin with, um, which is which is important. and makes my job easier, but it, you know, it also it also just raises the importance of it as well.
2: Well, so you um, know, so you yeah. know that value of the farmer. I mean, nobody works harder. There's no nobody. I've never no, never no, seen. And no. with the ultimate gamble, zero procrastination fixes all problems without a stutter. <laughs> It's just, they, they, I've always been in awe of the farmer. We're in a Mississippi Minute. We're with Chef Austin Sumral with the White Pillars and Beyond, and we'll be right back.
0: The news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Fox News Radio, late breaking. Up to the minute, from around the world, around the clock, here on Super Talk Mississippi. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: I'm Steve Azar. We're with Chef Austin Sumrall from the White Pillars and beyond. You're in a Mississippi Minute. We're on Super Talk Mississippi. Jason, okay, you're, you go through. You're at Hyde Park. You're doing all that stuff and uh, online, or or you you end up going to New York, right? And spending. Time yeah, there. went
1: went to New York. Okay. Um, I, I was I finished up a couple of classes online at Old Miss and, and got, got my it. degree. While, actually, while I was in New York, um, and uh, and you know, it was it was awesome. Uh, culinary school was was the right move for me. Uh, a lot of chefs you know there's a lot of different ways to get to that same end result a lot of them you know work their way up through kitchens um rather than doing culinary school and you know you kind of still get the same end result that way but what i was looking for was the total immersion kind of trying to trying to be on the, the fast track um essentially and and it was i mean i got i got this exposure to all these different cuisines um, and then and also all of these different people and and part of what was awesome about it was that you know every day was you know the people you were with were talking about food um, you know when you're in class talking about food or cooking food and then afterwards you you know you're going to your house and your your our apartment and you're cooking something with your friends or you're planning trips into the city to go to eat at restaurants that we couldn't afford, and uh, yeah. and and you know it was it was just this like total immersion in in the culinary arts um, that you know that's what I got out of those two years um, that just kind of, kind of you know a ton of information really really fast and exposure to a lot of different things that helped me be able to decide what I kind of how I wanted to focus. Um, so you know it was, I get I got to touch a bunch of different types of cuisine and and products and and see a lot of different things in a really short amount of time
0: you
2: you uh, was it in, how intense is culinary school?
1: It's pretty intense so the CIA is uh, is built on like a uh, you know a, a military structure so I mean we would uh, you know we would show up for class and uh, and your chef or professor would uh, you know he would actually do like line up and uh, make sure that your uniforms were pressed, your face is shaved. Um, you know, you've got your proper mise en place, um, which is a uh, culinary term, French for things in place. But essentially, like you're you were you're prepared for the day. Mm-hmm. You had the uh, the tools that you needed, uh, and uh, and it, and it. You know, it's that discipline that is very helpful um, in in the culinary world. I mean, if you don't have it, you can't be efficient enough um, to accomplish what you want to accomplish.
2: So, in per- your personality meets all this you're learning so what are you like in the kitchen I mean what are you uh, I mean uh, I guess when you walk out I mean you got this great smile and you just you look like you're just in heaven and that was at the end of a very long day and night so you look like you were just ready to just start your day and so what are you like in the kitchen I guess maybe coming from the, the people that work with you and for you how do they view you and 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 how you uh, how you lead?
1: Well, I, I try. Um, I try to be fair. Uh, you know, there's. There's. A, I've worked for a lot of different chefs that have a lot of different styles in the kitchen, and you know, there there are some that are you know very carefree. There are some that are you know the room silences when they walk in, and I, I try to be kind of somewhere right in the middle. Um, you know, I, we have fun in the kitchen. The, the guys in, enjoy their guys and girls enjoy their uh, jobs. I feel like, and, uh, and, you know, and, th- and they're all passionate too. And that that's important is that I found, found a group of people that, you know, think similarly about food like I do. Um, but, but at the same time, I, I definitely demand perfection. You know, there's uh there's not a, you know, that that's close enough, send it out mentality. And, right. and they know that. And as long as they know that, then then there's no yelling and anything like that. Now, there has been in the past, and, uh, you know, there's there's always the potential for that. But, um, you know, as, as long as everybody's on the same page and is striving for perfect, for perfection, um, you know, then, then everybody's happy. I'm happy.
2: I love, I love it. I know I get it. I saw it. I witnessed it after an incredible meal. We're, we're talking to Chef Austin Summerall. Austin, so the love and passion that your family, your mom and dad, gave to you Take it full circle now to you, your wife, and your family now, your kids. Uh, How involved are they, and how much do you, since it's a profession now, versus just something you did before, right?
1: Right. Well, I mean, you know, back then they were, you know, supportive of me, you know, chasing my dream, and then when it came time to reach out and grab it, I mean, the first thing was like, oh, my God, are we really going to go for this? You know, everybody's, you know, we had a lot of people tell us we were too young or this was, right. you know, too big of a project and all that kind of stuff. And that, that, that was never what I got from from my parents. It was, uh, you know, we believe in you, and uh, we know that you're going to make this work no matter what. Um, and uh, and that, that, you know, confidence um, from them was really the only way to kind of take that leap of faith, um, you know, to go out there and, you know, start our uh, own, our own business, you know, which, which is terrifying. Still is. Um, but, uh, but, you know, if, when I have a, when I have a bad dad, I, I still call my dad and he's like the only person that can talk me down. Um, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's very wise. Um, and, uh, and uh, he, I still, he still gives me advice all the time. Um, and, you know, they're, they're very involved here um, to, from, you know, big ways in you know helping us get started right and and in small ways like my mom grew the uh the little uh, edible arrangements that were on the uh tables like when y'all wow. dined i don't know if you noticed but like the actual like there was little baby lettuces that were on the table she she grew and potted those and brought them down to us and uh helped us do that because you know it's, so it's, cool. it's, it's It's a total experience. It's not just the food. Um, in fact, I think the food is a third of it. That's kind of my approach. I know we might be getting a little ahead of ourselves, but my thought towards the restaurant in general is that, you know, it's, it's three, it's three things. It's the ambiance, which the restaurant's beautiful. My wife did a fantastic job of Mm -hmm. decorating it and everything. And so I feel like we've got that. And then the service. Um, so we, we, we spend a lot of time training our staff and, uh, and making sure that the people in the front of house, are just as dedicated as the folks in the back. And, and we feel like that we're, we're really getting there, too. Um, you know, we have a lot of people that really care about it. And then, and then the third is the food. And, you know, all three of those are, I feel like, equally important to make your experience, um, you know, elevated and 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 wonderful. It really, that's what it is. You know, it's not just delicious food that we're selling. It. It's an experience.
2: You're sort of like an athlete or a musician. You're gone a lot. So how invested uh, sure. and 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 how difficult does it get to juggle family life? And also well, I mean, that that's how probably evolved.
1: the hardest thing. Yeah. It really is. Um and and the the most painful part. Um I've got a three year old son, um and people ask me, you know, like oh, just, just the one kid. I'm like, Well, we'll have a three year old son in a ten month old restaurant. Uh, but because uh, it feels like a kid at time, it really does. But I mean I've been Working, you know, the 80 to 100 hour weeks for, for, a long, for a long time, you know, even before I owned my own place, it was still, you know, just that's how it is in the restaurant business. Even when I was already doing it, when my wife and I first started dating, um, so she, she's used to it. And then um, when my son was born, we were still in Birmingham. I was still working for uh, Chris Hastings at the Hot and Hot Fish Club. Um, and, uh, and we decided to move back to Mississippi because it had always been our goal And, uh, and when we did that, uh, we were pursuing the white pillars specifically. It took us over a year to get, to even start the construction that needed, it needed a whole new kitchen. And, uh, and so I took advantage of that, uh, that year of kind of having, a more, uh, forgiving schedule where I could work when I needed to work and I really tried to you know, get get some quality time in with, with my family. And uh, and so that was awesome. And then once, once the restaurant opened, of course, you know, it, it takes me away and, um, you know, it takes up a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. But uh, we try to work the family in with the restaurant. Like uh, we had candy in the kitchen last night. My son trick-or-treated through and all the different uh, lime cooks, you know, put candy in his bucket. And, you know, he, he, he's involved and he feels comfortable in the restaurant too you know he he knows that this is this is part of our family and uh you know and he'll come up when we have live music on friday nights. he'll come dance and <laughs> you know and he he enjoys he enjoys being up here too which is which is great because um you know time away from the restaurant is few and far in between so um you know, if it ever really is good to me, I I call my wife and say, "Hey, why don't you just come on up here?" Um, and then I and then I do get to spend some time with them. And so we're we're trying to find that balance, which is which is tough, and it's tough in a lot of different careers. And I understand that. And uh, but but we we try really hard to make sure that it it stays high on our priority list.
2: Okay, you get to play DJ. We're the birthplace of American music. Besides being just so many great chefs have come including you that have come from our our state uh, and in our region uh you get to play dj would you like to hear a little band perry or jimmy buffett
1: Ooh, well you know come from the coast i do love the band perry um but come from the coast i'm gonna have to go jimmy buffett
2: uh right, we're gonna do it we're with chef austin sumraw the white pillars Play me some Jimmy Buffett, Will, who's my producer back in the studio. He likes to crank it. You're on a Mississippi Minute. We'll be right. right back. I've never
0: Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve
2: Azar. we were with Chef Austin Sumrall. He is uh, the founder, the visionary, the man behind the White Pillars in, on the Gulf Coast. Okay, let's talk about why, because we both know that there's a history of the White Pillars before you came along. Why not start something uh Brand new, brand new name. Brand. New. What was what was your deciding factor to to reinvent and rejuvenate, revitalize the past?
1: Well, uh, that's a really good question for sure, and, and something that my wife and I, have, you know, put a ton, ton of thought into because you know, and and our grand plan it has always been to start something brand new, and, and you know, and put our own stamp on something very specific. Um, and then, uh, you know, if state sometimes has, has a, uh, another plan for you. And, uh, and so that's kind of what happened. It, it, it's the story of how we ended up here. It, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, so we, uh, we're in Birmingham. I was still working at Hot and Hot and, uh, we knew that, uh, we knew that we wanted to, uh, start our own restaurant. We knew we wanted to do it in Mississippi. So we started looking at different markets and, uh, and, we kind of landed on the coast because we, uh, you know, my wife's from Gulfport, and uh, she, she, you know, she's always loved it. And then visiting with her family, I've, I've always loved it. And uh, it, uh, you know, we felt like it really just kind of needed uh, what we felt like we brought to the table. So, you know, first things we told my mother-in-law, her mom, um, just keep an eye out. If you see anything, uh, any spaces available, give us a call. So, uh, you know, then we lifted our house. So all within about three days, we got a uh, an offer on the house, full full price on the house. Wow! And uh, and then uh, she calls and says, "Hey, I just saw this really cool space, and it was the white pillars. Um, you got to look into it." So you know, we get online and click the send us more info button, and we get this crazy, awesome like uh, marketing uh, video that they they mailed out to us on this little like flat screen, you know, like really well done. Uh, and we're sitting there thinking, Oh, well, this is going to be way out of our, uh, our realm of possibility. (laughs) And, uh, but, but it was beautiful and, you know, it it definitely caught our interest. And then, uh, then we found out that one of her really good friends, husband works for the owners of the building. And so that, that was kind of, that was the end, you know, really, it's all about who you know. And, uh, so we, we reached out to him, and then uh, and then we got a call back from uh, Brooks Holstein, who uh, who owned the building. And uh, when he called, it was crazy. They had actually been in Birmingham a couple of weeks before, and I had walked out to the table and, and kind of like I did when y'all were here, and just talked to them, asked how their food was, talked to them about the food. And uh, and then the night before, they had been at a catering event that we had uh, a charity event that we had catered the night before. So, you know, he's seen how it ran the restaurant. He's tasted the food. He's seen the catering and uh, all kind of not knowing that that was going to, you know, matter um, coming hmm. up. And, uh, and so they were, the sellers were very particular about who they wanted in the building because uh, it was Brooks's wife, Debbie's father's restaurant. So uh-huh. they wanted uh they wanted it to be something cool and not just be you know another uh you know fried fish place um you know right. they wanted it to be something special so um it was kind of them wanting to pursue it with us that you know allowed us uh, the opportunity to even think about moving forward so we so we do we come we come down to the coast and then we we tour the building, so they had already done a lot of work on it it had been empty since 1989 but in 2011 they started some renovations on the building and uh and it was just beautiful yeah i mean you've been in man
2: and, it's it's, uh, it's uh, amazing we, we
1: we walked in and it was like uh oh now we have to figure out how to make this work because i i was sitting i just I, I loved it i loved the space that big dining room that y'all that y'all sat in yeah i just i just to me that that is you know, I, I,
2: I, well, it's grand. Could
1: see it. I it's, could see it.
2: It's Snow White, grand. You know,
1: <laughs> it is. It truly is. Um, and uh, and so it, uh, you know, we we just decided at that point, look, like, well, let's really go all in on this. Let's try to pursue this. And uh, and so we did. So we actually moved to the coast with no no paperwork uh, signed or anything like that. Hmm. Uh, but we knew that it, we had to go all in. We had to. You know, pursue it with, uh, you know, full time. And so that's what we did. And, uh, the Holsteins were, uh, you know, they're we couldn't have, we couldn't have done it without them either. I mean, they, they were, uh, the kind of people that wanted us to succeed as well. Um, and then it wasn't just a business venture for them. They had nostalgia and love tied up in this building as well. Um, and wanting it to, to see it be a successful, uh, meaningful restaurant again. And, uh, and so without, without that, without their want for that, we, we probably would never would have been able to do this, but, um, but they, uh, you know, they worked they've worked with us a lot and, uh, and, you know, helped us as much as they can too. Um, and that, that was kind of, that was how the white Whitefielders was reborn. Um, and so, you know, in the thought too, we thought about changing the name, but, um, You know, a lot of our food that we do, you know, it's not, we don't do old school food. We don't do food from the 70s and 80s, but we do a lot of things that, you know, bring about the nostalgia.
2: You guys took a big old leap and it's just so wonderful. I love the fact that you go off and you come back home. And I think that that's important because I think you there's a bigger fight in the game for you because you don't want to let the people you, that you grew up around or the, the people in your region you grew up in, you don't want to let them down in any way or yourself down. And I just think that coming home, uh, it just takes it up a notch. and it, it just Absolutely. So you do that. And let's talk. I, the first thing I saw on the on the menu was we saw flora farm. So we're in Greenville. And in the summer, right. we get to order vegetables. Uh, and and it gets delivered to this new butcher shop we have downtown trying to revitalize downtown friends of ours and uh, a mercantile and and so they get delivered once a week and we go get them you know and it's whatever they're growing at the time and it's been so wonderful uh well we saw that uh your connection with floor farms
1: well uh you know it was it was interesting and i kind of want to touch touch on what what you kind of start started with and uh, com, coming home to um you know that it is was a, uh, a huge deciding factor for us because um, we love the state of Mississippi and, uh, and we wanted to see it, uh, you know, justice done by it. And, uh, you know, right. living in New York and Alabama and Louisiana and, and, and other places kind of after I graduated, you know, you you see what other people see from your home state, and and it doesn't it didn't line up for me. It's not it's not what I saw from my state, and so we kind of wanted to highlight the great things that we felt like there were coming from our state, and that's and that's the people and the culture and the beauty that's in the state that just kind of get um, pushed to the side, and you know, people just talk about the stereotypes. Um, so you know, coming back to Mississippi was was the most important thing. Of and our decision, uh, we knew that's what we wanted to do because you know we love the state so much; it's given so much to us that we wanted to have some way to give back to it. And the restaurant was was is our way. Um, love it of 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 accomplishing that. Now, as far as Flora Farms goes, I uh, so I've got some chef friends in Jackson. You know, I follow them on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And I was seeing them posting about uh, about this Flora Farms hmm. or uh, Two Dog Farms in Flora. Um, yeah, two
2: dog and, farms, uh, that's right, that's right, that's right.
1: And, yeah, uh, yeah. and so, you know, and I'm just seeing all this beautiful, beautiful produce coming out of them. And, uh, and so, you know, I, uh, I just called him. <laughs> I looked up his number, Van is, uh, is the guy's farmer and owner, and uh, I called him and, uh, and then you know, we kind of just struck up a conversation. He wasn't delivering to anybody on the coast, but I, I sweet-talked him into it and uh and we've been doing it ever since we opened i mean our opening venue we had we had produce from them and uh and you know we get we get it every wednesday and and it it kind of goes back to what i was talking to earlier of that you know that effort he he our first few deliveries you know he was delivering them himself so he's waking up in the morning picking vegetables loading them in a truck and then driving them to us wow it's incredible. I mean, it's, it's not much, not many things that have that kind of service.
2: We're with Chef Austin Sumral. This has been rocking. We've got a little bit of time left. We're going to be right back here in a Mississippi minute. Stay tuned. Oh, I don't mind, oh, I don't mind. most of the time.
0: In A Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar Right here on Super Talk Mississippi
2: I'm Steve Azar we were Chef Austin Sumrall At the White Pillars uh, This has been so educating And, and, and I'm getting so hungry uh, And I want to make another road trip I want to grab my family and road trip uh, Chef, you, you know, you grew up on the farm uh, You had cattle Growing up on a farm and understanding how many uses you can get out of you know out of one animal.
1: Um, well, Hate using the word
2: animal, but that's what that's you know.
1: Well, yeah, it is. I mean that I, I think it's the right right term, but it definitely did. I mean, you, you when you see all the work that goes into it, it gives you more respect for it, and then throwing something away hurts. Um, and and so it's kind of the other side of the coin from farm to table, and we call it nose uh, uh, to tail cooking or uh rooter to tutor um or uh you know root to leaf. even we we try not to even throw any you know any vegetable scraps away. we it goes in the stocks um you know we we try to use all of everything that we get and part of it too is uh you know it's being fiscally responsible as well i mean you know we're, we're paying a premium for uh you know for products that are superior to uh you know just your Commodity things, and uh, and so u- utilizing more of it uh, is important for us to be successful. Um, but it's also kind of back, going back to being farm to table. It's also the, just the right right way to do it. Um, and it, uh, you know, and it, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with it, kind of being uh, the way it used to be done, um, and uh, and and it, you know, it's just the correct way to approach cooking, um, and it, and. It, it also makes it fun, you know, I know y'all like that whipped lardo that we are serving with the bread, Um yes. that comes from the pigs. Uh, you know, it, uh, it, it's, it keeps us, you know, engaged and constantly looking for new fun things to do, um, with different parts of the pigs, you know, duck fat and, um, you know, different vegetables and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, it's, it just, it's a good time. It's, uh, it's always, it's always fun.
2: This is wild. How does duck fat get sort of reduced down, and and what's the process? I, I, I don't want you to give away your secrets, but just in general, <laughs> no,
1: no, no, it's fine. I don't, is I don't it a
2: like lard type of uh, fat? You know, or so does well, we
1: actually uh, we have some on the stove, literally right now, about ten feet away from me. Uh, so we get we get the whole ducks in. We take the uh, we take the breast off. We take the legs off. We comb feed the legs. Um, we pan through the breast. That that goes on the plate. Um, but you know you still you still left with all the bone. And then ducks have a fair amount of fat on them, too. So what we do is we cut all that fat off, we grind it, and then we, uh, we render, render it down. So wow. um, af- after we do that, uh, you know, we strain it off and let it cool, and then you can use it similar to the way we we're using the pork fat. You can fry in it um, and all that kind of stuff. And then we roast, we roast the bone, and uh, and then we use those uh, to make stock with. So literally none of that animal is not – used and we're even taking we're making liver mousse with the with livers i mean we we literally use every single piece of that piece that animal um you know which which uh you know makes us happy it makes us feel like we're doing right by that by that creature um and and it's you know like i said it's it's fun to try to come up with with ways to use these these awesome products
2: are you fearless Um, when it comes to tasting (laughs) stuff when it you know you know know, i'll
1: I'll taste anything yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i think you have I mean, to be
2: right you have to be right in your line of work yeah. if you're ever going to keep evolving you know you have no choice right
1: i think so i really do that's just wild. um and and it's you know i i don't i my fear is you know if i don't taste it what if i just missed out on this you know incredible awesome thing that I've, i haven't ever tried before that you know just fantastic and you know uh mind-blowing kind of thing and i, I don't want to miss it
2: <laughs> how many days a year is the white pillars open i mean when we when, when better yet when do you close i guess so
1: we're <laughs> our only day that we're closed completely is monday um we do uh we have a uh just the bar is open on tuesdays um it starts at four o'clock we call it our tuesday social it's pretty fun what we right. do i come in and just play around in the kitchen and uh and then it's happy hour all night and we, we get feedback and that's kinda a lot of new dishes are born on Tuesday night because you know we get we get some real feedback from people that are in the, in the bar and uh and you know I actually got talked to them, hey what did you like about this? What did you like about this? Um and then uh we do dinner Wednesday through Saturday and then brunch on Sunday.
2: I love it. I love it. Well I love it because when you're in restaurant you feel like you're in just an incredible daylight and then you walk into the bar and you feel like it's night I mean I guess right. that's the way, best way I can explain it and and just everything you guys have done and it's been awesome and I can't wait to come and, and come back for an encore uh, night and another encore night and you're gonna you're gonna probably get sick of the Azars I appreciate you uh, no taking way. the time
1: you guys are, uh, you're up now
2: I know no, we're in trouble we have each <laughs> other's number but listen I really appreciate you being on the show and uh, we've been in the Mississippi Minute all of them all 60 of them With the great chef, Austin Sumral, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, brother. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi media production.